I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed nor shall any be missing says the Lord the days are surely coming says the Lord when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land and in his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety and this is the name by which he will be called the Lord is our righteousness therefore the days are surely coming says the Lord when it shall no longer be said as the Lord lives who brought the people out of, of Israel out of the land of Egypt but as the Lord lives who brought out and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the land of the north and out of the lands where he has driven them then they shall live in their own land if you are new to your Bible let me introduce you once again to the prophet Jeremiah Jeremiah was a prophet he was a preacher a teacher a man of prayer who spoke from God to God's people for over 40 years he served around the year 600 BC now in that time around 600 BC the Egyptian Empire was past her prime the great Greek and Roman empires had not yet appeared on the world scene the ruling empires were those of modern-day Iraq and Iran the empires of Assyria Babylonia and very soon the Medes and the Persians and Jeremiah was doing his work in a little sliver of land right in the middle of all of those powerhouse giants it was the little land of Palestine the land of Israel those were very dark days for Israel at the national level dark because these little Hebrew people were being threatened and harassed and soon were to be swept away into captivity and then colonized by one of those powerhouses Babylon they were also dark days morally dark days spiritually moral and social evils were happening right on the streets of Jerusalem in plain daylight and throughout the southern province of that nation now I say the southern province of that nation because northern Israel remember had already been swept away into captivity into Assyria around a hundred years earlier just like a person cleans a dish and wipes off a dirty dish in that same way God rinsed clean the northern provinces of Israel and washed them into the garbage disposal of Assyria and so now southern Israel Judah has one more chance one more chance to reconcile with God and to love him from their heart and so what does God do God mercifully sends prophets prophet after prophet to his covenanted people and he sends men like Jeremiah so all along until now until this chapter in Jeremiah until chapter Jeremiah 20 or so Jeremiah has been speaking to the common people the common people on the streets in the capital city of Jerusalem and in the surrounding villages in Judea but here in chapters 21 22 and 23 Jeremiah now takes on a different group of people the Lord tells him now to go not to the common people but to the leaders of Israel the common people the sheep had their sermons now the shepherds get theirs look at chapter 23 verse 1 
where he says, Woe to the shepherds. Notice the plural, shepherds. The Lord is not just speaking to one shepherd, one leader, but to a group of shepherds. Woe to the shepherds. The shepherds of Israel were its leaders, not just its kings, but to everyone who was to care for the people, its officials, its nobles, its princes, its rulers, its temple leaders, its civil leaders, cultural leaders, its prophets, its priests. Woe to you, shepherds. The job of these shepherds was to do what? To feed the sheep, to care for the sheep, to protect the sheep, to fatten the sheep, to guide the sheep, to lead them, to heal them. But look here in verse 1, what these shepherds did to the sheep. To God's sheep, it says, you destroyed and scattered the sheep of my pasture. Then jump down to the middle of verse 2. You have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not attended to them. Our passage this morning, this afternoon, has a very simple outline. Bad shepherds, good shepherds. Bad shepherds, verses 1 and 2. Good shepherds, verses 2 through 8. Friends, Jeremiah chapter 23 is a call to us today. It is a call to each one of us to make sure that we are following the true shepherd, the good shepherd. Today we have good shepherds and we have bad shepherds all around us. Voices in our culture. Voices in our society, voices in our cities, calling, competing for our time. The media, our leaders, competing for our time, our money, our minds, our souls, our bodies. They want our families. And as we consider the good shepherds and the bad shepherds, the Lord speaks to our congregation this afternoon, and His word to us is very clear. Be careful who shepherds your life and your family Following the true shepherd Jesus is the difference between destroy and scatter or dwell in safety. And so the Lord here sends Jeremiah to the shepherds. Now there are three types of shepherds, in fact, that we're going to look at this evening. Three shepherds. Throughout this book, Jeremiah preaches against three groupings of shepherds. He preaches to kings, he preaches to false prophets, and he preaches to priests. Jeremiah speaks to these three groups of bad shepherds. The kings who are supposed to rule the sheep for their protection. Then the false prophets who are supposed to feed the flock for their fattening. Then preach against the bad priests who are supposed to shepherd the flock by praying for their healing. Go and speak to the priests, the prophets, and the kings. They are the shepherds. They are supposed to be good shepherds. But in fact, the good shepherds have become bad shepherds. And so Jeremiah has one word for these three groups of bad shepherds in verse 1. Woe. Woe to you bad shepherds. One Hebrew scholar analyzes this word woe, and he tells us that it is a combination of two things. Number one, your doom is coming. Your doom is coming. You are doomed. Secondly, Welcome to your funeral. It was a funeral dirge. It was a lament for the dead. It was as, as if these bad shepherds were as good and dead, and we are lamenting at their funeral. Woe to your bad, to the bad shepherds. So let's look at the first group of bad shepherds, the kings. This begins back in chapter 22. Let's take a look at chapter 22, reading verses 1 and 2. 
Jeremiah 22 says, Thus says the Lord, Go down to the house of the king of Judah and speak there this word and say, Hear the word of the Lord, O king of Judah, sitting on the throne of David, you and your servants and your people who enter these gates. Thus says the Lord, Act with justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor anyone who has been robbed and do no wrong or violence to the alien, the orphan, and the widow or shed innocent blood in this place. Woe to you bad shepherds. Listen to Jeremiah's criticism of them. This evil king, this was Jehoiakim, who ruled Jerusalem for about 10 years, ending his rule in 598 B.C. Verse, 20, verse 3, chapter 22, verse 3. What is God's word to the king? Act with justice and righteousness. Act with governing fairness to everyone, with openness, transparency, and integrity. Again in the same verse, verse 3 of chapter 22, deliver those who have been robbed and defend the victim. The same verse, do no wrong to the resident alien. Now this is the foreigner, this is the immigrant, this is the migrant worker with little or no support system. The person who doesn't know how to work our social system. They are helpless. Do no wrong to them. Help them out. But in Jeremiah's day, King Jehoiakim would say, let them fend for themselves. These foreigners who are passing through our land, they can take care of themselves. There's more in here in chapter 21, verse 23. Rather, chapter 22, verse 3. Look after the fatherless. Friends, how many single mother homes there are among us. The father is away in another province on business. Maybe he has abandoned the family for some reason or another, or has died of our current virus. And there you are to support the single mothers and children of the fatherless. And he also adds care for the widow. So these are the kings, the authorities, the powerful of the land. And this was to be their job description. Scholar Christopher Wright comments at this point about the responsibility of rulers of our nations. He says, from this verse, the unmistakable responsibilities of civil leadership are laid down here in the Sinai Covenant. Those who are entrusted with social power are supposed to act and speak on behalf of those who lack social power, especially those who lack the natural protections, the landless, the homeless, the familyless, the primary test of the moral legitimacy and credentials of any government is how it acts on behalf of the poorest and neediest in society. That's Jeremiah's message to the king, to the first group of bad shepherds. The king speaks. So just what does God say to this group of bad shepherds? Chapter 23, verse 1, Woe to you! You have destroyed them. Instead of gathering them and loving them and comforting and healing them, you have destroyed them. You have scattered them. Friends, it seems like Jeremiah could have been walking around our world today. After all, we have shepherds all around us. We have prophets, priests, and kings all around us. Some are good. Some are bad. Today's kings are our rulers, our authorities over us at the national, provincial, county, city level, 
our presidents, our parliamentarians, our governors, our commissioners, our mayors, those entrusted with law enforcement, certainly our business leaders as well. These are our kings. The kings, the rulers, the managers are here to protect us, serve their people, sacrifice, help us live in peace so that we can mind our own business, not impeding us from flourishing. They're here to care for the most vulnerable. They are to use their voice of position and power to empower those without a voice. I have no doubt that some of you here this afternoon are kings. You are managers in corporations, supervisors in your place of work. You are parents. Every one of you parents is a small king. Your task is to cause those that you serve to dwell in safety. But these bad kings were not doing that. And so Jeremiah's message to us is clear. Be careful who shepherds your life and your heart and your family. You follow the true shepherd, Jesus, and it's the difference between destroy and scatter on the one hand and dwell in safety on the other. Well, so much for the kings. Let's move on to our second group, the prophets. The Lord now takes on the bad shepherds, and Jeremiah is God's prosecuting attorney, and he now turns against the prophets. Chapter 23, verse 9. Chapter 23, verse 9, it says, Concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, and all my bones shake concerning the prophets. The false prophets were the cultural voices of their day. They should have instructed the people. They should have warned the people. They should have given them hope. Instead, they scattered and destroyed them. Look at the criticism that God lays against these cultural voices these bad prophet shepherds, right here in chapter 23, verse 11. It says, they are ungodly. Their lives do not match their calling. My dear friends, be careful, be aware of ungodly voices in our culture today. Beware even of good messages from foul mouths. Beware of sweet jam from rotten apples. If you take rotten apples, and make jam out of it. If you add enough sugar, it will become sweet. But the apples are still bad. Do not take good things from rotten sources. These cultural voices were ungodly. And watch how Jeremiah criticizes the prophets. The prophets, remember, were Jeremiah's own colleagues. His own compatriots. Part of the school of the prophets. Many prophets were bad prophets. Jeremiah and a few others of his day were good prophets. So he was criticizing his own colleagues in the workplace. Take a look at chapter 23, verse 16 and 17, where Jeremiah criticizes the bad prophets. He says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They are deluding you. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to all who stubbornly follow their own stubborn hearts, they say, no calamity shall come upon you. These false prophets, these bad shepherd prophets, tell us that everything is going to go well. And we hear them all over the place today. Just think positive thoughts. Sin has no consequences. There is no judgment ahead. God is in the blessing business. 
Do not listen to them, Jeremiah would tell us. Because look at where the message comes from in the mouths of these false prophets. Staying in chapter 23, look down to verse 25. 25, where Jeremiah says, I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I, will, I have dreamed a dream. How long will the hearts of the people ever turn back? Those who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart. They plan to make my people forget my name by their dreams, they tell one another, just as their ancestors forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let the one who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? See, therefore, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words from one another. See, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who use their own tongues and say, Thus says the Lord. See, I am against those who prophesy lying dreams, says the Lord, and who and who those who tell them, and who lead my people astray by their lies and their recklessness, when I did not send them or appoint them, so they do not profit this people at all, says the Lord. Friends, this applies to our prophetic voices today, not only in our churches, but even in our culture. If the kings might represent our authorities at different levels, these prophets, I suppose you could say, might represent today the voices of everyone we hear in our culture every day. The voices that we hear which attempt to shape us for good or for bad. This is our media. These are our podcasts, our films, our education system, our authors, the blogs we read, the talk show we listen to on the radio, the music we snap our fingers to and listen to. Some is good, some is bad. And as in Jeremiah's day, some is probably just okay. Not good or bad, just harmless noisemakers. But friends, be careful the voice that you listen to. Be careful whom you read. Be careful of the album you add to your playlist. Be careful of the pundit you turn on during your afternoon drive home. Be careful of the films we watch. Because I want Jeremiah... I want Jared to be my prophet and to be your prophet. And he has one word to say about the prophets of his day. And I'm sure if Jeremiah were in our town today, in this building, he would say that one word concerning the cultural prophets of his day, woe. Woe to the bad shepherds who destroy and scatter my people. Dear beloved friends, be careful who shepherds your life, your heart, and your family. Follow the true shepherd, Jesus Christ. It's the difference between scatter and destroy or dwell in safety. Finally, he talks about, and thirdly, the third group of priests, the uh, third group of shepherds, and he takes on the priests, the bad priests, the third group of bad shepherds. The priests were the ones in Jeremiah's day most directly connected with God. Now the kings weren't. But the priests were the guardians of the temple, the guardians of sacrifice, and the, the custodians of the Bible. And Jeremiah here was preaching against his own family. Jeremiah himself was of the priestly family. So preaching against the kings, he was preaching against his authorities. 
preaching against the false prophets. He was preaching against his own colleagues. Preaching against the false priests. He was preaching against his own family. Jeremiah mostly preaches against the false kings and the bad shepherd false prophets. We don't see him preaching against the false priests. But there is one place, at least one place in the book of Jeremiah, where he singles out these priests. And I want to take you there because it's very important. It's all the way at the beginning of the book of Jeremiah in chapter 2. Please go there with me. Jeremiah chapter 2. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 8. Here he takes on the bad shepherd priests. Jeremiah 2, 8. The Lord says, The priests did not say, Where is the Lord? Those who handle the law did not know me. And then he talks about the rulers, the kings transgressed against me. And then you see there's the prophets. They prophesied by Baal. They went after things that do not profit. But look back up at verse 8, the priests. What's the criticism against them? This is shocking. Because the priests were the God specialists. And they did not say, in time of crisis, where is the Lord? When they tried to resolve a problem on their own. That was their job description. They were to cast the lots. They were to fast and to pray. These were the ones that the king sent to the Lord to consult the Lord, to inquire of the Lord in his temple. And it says here in 2 verse 8, the priests did not say, where is the Lord? That wasn't what they were supposed to do. Apparently, they only thought about an issue, but they didn't pray about it. They studied, but they didn't pray. They fasted, but they didn't pray. Maybe a political solution or a political or economic situation arose, and they just thought about it real hard. They weighed the pros and the cons. They examined all the options. They analyzed the dangers. They advised the king. But they didn't pray. They did not consult the Lord. They did not inquire of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, those of you who are priests, small p, those of you who are spiritual mentors, those of you who are disciple makers, pastors, elders, deacons, missionaries, those of you who pray, who guard the Bible, you Bible study leaders, in other words, you priests in a certain sense, if you do not pray on behalf of those you serve, and if you do not teach the people you are serving to pray and inquire of the Lord when they have problems, then something is really wrong. The Lord has one word for those bad shepherds, those bad priestly shepherds. Woe! Woe to you who destroy my flock and scatter them by not praying for them. Beloved friends, be careful. Be careful who leads your life. Be careful who leads your children. Be careful who speaks to your children and your heart. Be careful who speaks to your spouse. Make sure it is someone who forces you to inquire for the presence of the Lord in your life. You follow the true shepherd Jesus. It's the difference between destroy and scatter or dwell in safety. So our passage this afternoon has two points. Bad shepherds and good shepherds. We're done with the bad shepherds. We're all depressed now because we've been looking at these bad shepherds. Enough for them. 
Let's spend a few minutes, and only a few minutes, looking at the second point, and we'll do this briefly, the good shepherds. We need, now need a glimpse of the good shepherds. In verses 2 through 8, we see three groups of good shepherds. Just like we saw three groups of bad shepherds, we now see three groups of good shepherds. First, God is the shepherd of his people. God. And look at what he, and look at what he does for his sheep in verse 2. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my sheep, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Here it is. So I will attend to you. Verse 3, I will gather the remnant. God is their shepherd. Look at what God does. First in verse 2, I will attend to you, bad shepherds, for your evil deeds. God will deal with those who, tempted, who, who attempted to destroy and scatter you. Maybe some of you here this afternoon have been harmed by the shepherds that have been entrusted to you to guard your life. You trusted in them, and they harmed you. God will handle them. Second thing that God will do is in verse 3. God will gather his scattered flock. I think he's referring here to the return from exile when Israel returned from the nations to which they were scattered, principally Babylonia, and returned in the year 539 B.C. The return of the remnant began in that year, but Jesus, the good shepherd, said that this job of gathering the people had not yet been completed, even by the time that he came to earth. He says, here are the other sheep, have I that are not of this fold, I must bring them in. And I think he's referring to this work here in Jeremiah chapter 23. So God will gather his scattered flock. The third thing that God will do is also in verse 3, is that God will make them fruitful and multiply. Does that sound familiar? Be fruitful and multiply? Yes, we're back in Genesis chapter 1. We're back at creation. That's our creation mandate. We're starting all over again. A new creation is coming, and Christ is our new Adam, who one day gathered his 12 disciples, his 12 under-shepherds, and told them, go into all the world, be fruitful and multiply by making disciples, and bring them into my fold. So our first point is that God is the good shepherd. But there's another group of shepherds. Look at the next group of good shepherds. We see this in verse 4. It reads that God himself will set shepherds over them. I will put shepherds over them. Who are these shepherds? Well, it really doesn't say. But they're in the plural. It's not just one shepherd, but it's a number of shepherds. So I think it is likely referring to all the other shepherds of God's flock who from that day forward will faithfully care for his people. The good prophets the good priests, the good kings. And it probably doesn't stop when the Old Testament closes. It probably goes right on to a later time, the New Testament apostles, the prophets, the missionaries, even until today, Bible study leaders, spiritual mentors, youth leaders, godly parents, your pastors, your elders, your teachers, evangelists, and many of you here as well are looking after someone spiritually. 
Look at what the good shepherds do today. Many of you do it from verse 4. Look at what a good shepherd does today. Whether you're a pastor of this church or whether you're mothering your young children. This is what a good shepherd does. First, from verse 4, you care for the sheep. Secondly, you reassure them in their fears. They shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. You remind them that God is on their side. Third, you look after each one. Not one of them is missing. So three groups of good shepherds. God is the good shepherd, his under-shepherds, but there's a third shepherd here in these verses, and that is Jesus, the Messiah. Take a look at chapter 23, verse 5, where it says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as a king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. He's clearly referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's clearly referring to the Messiah. I will raise up for David. David died well before Jeremiah was around, and so this is going to be the next king. He's called a branch. A branch means what? Someone who is living, growing, fruit-giving, shade-giving tree. And I think when Jesus told his disciples that I am the vine, I'm sure he had this in mind. Look at what you get when you get Christ as your shepherd. Look at who Jesus is. First it says he is un, or he is righteous. He is righteous. I will raise up for David a righteous branch. So different to King Jehoiakim and all the other kings. Jesus is righteous and full of integrity. Second, it says in this verse that he shall reign. The final kings of Judah were rapidly substituting one after the other, going one after the other, some coming, some going, some only lasting a number of months, but not Jesus. He shall reign. It doesn't say that he's simply going to sit somewhere way up there and let the world figure itself out. No, he is ruling and he is reigning now. Third, it says that Christ the Good Shepherd shall deal wisely. Christ's lordship over our lives is wise. He knows what he's doing. Sometimes we think that he, God has attended other business and he has forgotten all about us. Why would he allow this into my life? No, friends, God knows and he, Christ, rules and shepherds your life wisely. He knows exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it, and when it needs to happen. Fourth, we see in verse 6 that Christ guarantees your safety. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. You are safe. Even when troubles pound upon you, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Not after trouble, not before trouble, not under trouble, not over trouble. He is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's our shepherd, Jesus. Fifth and finally, Christ is your righteousness. The Lord, our righteousness. Now this is a wordplay on the name of Zedekiah, the final king of Israel. The name Zedekiah means the Lord is righteous. No, Zedekiah was not a righteous man. But the one who is coming is. The branch is. Christ is your righteousness on the inside 
as he builds righteousness in you in your daily walk. He is your righteousness on your legal account as his death atoned for your sin. And he is your righteous vindication before God. So dear friends, as we close, we have seen bad shepherds, we've seen good shepherds. Friend, be careful who leads your life. Be careful who leads your spouse. Be careful who leads your children, your church, your friends. Maybe you have been guided by the wrong shepherds all your life. You've been listening to bad authorities, bad cultural voices, bad religious figures, and it's time to come back. It's time for you to return to the shepherd of your soul. And today, Christ the Good Shepherd welcomes you to him. Follow the true shepherd, Jesus. It's the difference between destroy and scatter. Our dwell in safety. Hear the words of Jesus. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. May that be you and may that be me this afternoon. Let's pray. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. Much we need your tender care. In your pleasant pastures, feed us. For our use, your folds prepare. Blessed Jesus, you have bought us. Yours we are. We are yours. So now befriend us. Be the guardian of our way. Keep your flock from sin. Defend us. Seek us when we go astray. Blessed Jesus, hear. Oh, hear us when we pray. You have promised to receive us, poor and sinful though we be. You have mercy to relieve us, grace to cleanse, and power to free. Blessed Jesus, eager, let us turn to thee. Thank you, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the good shepherd. You have welcomed us into your flock. You have put us, many of us, Lord, as mentors over others, whether our churches, whether ministries in our churches, or whether over our families. Help us to take the example today and guard, protect, and lead your people. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.